Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. What is the future for rural Ireland, including rural Limerick? Well, Rethinking Rural Ireland is a new social enterprise looking to help empower towns and villages across uh, rural Ireland. And their CEO, Shane Cogan, joins us on the line. Morning to you, Shane. Good morning, Joe. So how, how are you? How does this work then, your group? So we're a very new social enterprise. We only just started up a few months ago. So we're basically at a research and building partnership stage. So what we're looking at is targeting Towns which are kind of underpopulation of about 2,000 people. Towns which have had successive failures in winning grants, EU and Irish uh, funding. And they're kind of, and the committees are a bit down. They're, they're lacking hope, motivation. And we're coming in with a completely new kind of business, but kind of a radical hat. We're kind of looking at, well, what's the town famous for? Have you, have you had a cultural musical icon? Let's build something around that. It could be a music event. It could be a workshop. It could be a culture event to kind of bring people in and to give a bit to bring back a bit of a spark in the village, which we hope would kick on then to other funding. Right, Finnegale councillor John Sheehan, who's uh, based in the rural part uh, of uh, the constituency around Glynn, is on the line as well. Morning to you, John. Uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning to listeners. Do you think it's a good concept? First of all, what Shane was talking about there, and. Secondly, you know, it's been such a difficult time and maybe a lot of the focus around the country has been on cities, but you know well how devastated rural Limerick has been uh, by COVID. Yes, the, the, the concept is, uh, the chain is talking about is, is, uh, is perfect. Um, but, um, you know, it, uh, there's community groups out there actually doing exactly what he's just after saying um, at the moment. I just take my own uh, town of Glen. We we have been successful in receiving funding for the interpretive centre for the Knights of Lynn to tell the story of the Knights of Lynn, which goes back 800 years, and we're doing that in a that that got sparked out of a out of um, ideas being tossed around by Lynn Development Association and the business people in that as to changing the model, I suppose, of how we do business in in smaller towns because you know we even you see you see on the um, with the remote working now um, and the, the emphasis on click and collect and all that type of thing, the model of retail has ch- is going to change dramatically uh, post-COVID. So we're looking at Lynn as a uh, just to, uh, just take my own tone as a point of kind of, uh, of um, emphasis that we're moving towards maybe tourism recreation type thing that that um, set up, which is which will be different to what was there previously. So away and from traditional retail, you mean? A bit, yeah, because you see, like, you know, we lost our hardware shop recently, like, you know, we've lost a couple of, uh, we've lost a few of the retail shops because, you know, the footfall isn't there from people can go online now, they can get a box of screws sent um, to, to the courier to arrive in the door tomorrow morning, like, you know what I mean? So, so you've retail, definitely seen a shift in people's approach so, or, or even so. over the last 12 months. Very much so. But like they've been, they have been, if you like, they have been chicaned into that mm. over the last twelve months because yeah. obviously retail shops haven't open. And uh, I, I, um, you know, um, I, I know that from the local uh, boutique in Lynn, they moved, they moved their, they moved their, their emphasis from, from, um, they were kind of big for the weddings and so on and so forth. They moved to a little bit of casual, 
and they're selling a lot of casual online and they're distributing it all over the country. But like that's the entrepreneurial um, bit in, in, in people that are that, that are self-employed and work in retail for themselves and, and they'll get they'll get there eventually. So like you need to change this you need yes. to change the dynamics of your town and, and village as well. You do and you need to give people a reason to come to, you, don't you? You do, um, but a positive um what Shane has said and which we haven't really ever tapped into yet in Ireland is you know, there is a myriad of funding out there. There's a myriad mm-hmm. of European funding and, and that out there. And we've never really, as a country, you know, there's some, some parts of us have, they're not actually the border Midlands yes. uh, area, have done better than the likes of us down here. In the Th- that's a great point, because when you drive around, you see a lot of the signs, um, don't you, up and around there about how, how the funding has come. And, and I suppose Shane Cogan from Rethinking Rural Ireland, uh, John Sheehan's point there, I mean, is that where you can help because as he says it's not as if places like Glynn aren't doing something for themselves already No absolutely uh, John I'd, I'd love to get your details afterwards and, and understand a little bit more how you kind of restructured and went about development it sounds uh, very 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 I know but what can you do for story. him I suppose is the question So, so my, um, <laughs> yeah, We can see what he can do for you <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's two large EU uh, funding pillars there's the EU 2030 vision, which has been rolled out, which is over a, a couple of billion euros focused on rural towns across Europe. And there's also the Smart Village. Two, two towns in Ireland were selected last year in a pilot project, uh, again under EU funding. And if that's successful, they're going to roll it out for a lot more towns. So, so there's two pillars alone in the next few years from Brussels, which is going to be a lot of money towards rural development. And yeah. it's kind of in conjunction also with, with um, the Irish rollout last week. Right. Uh, the, only I would, sorry, Joe, the only thing I would say about that is that, you know, when they look at Ireland and they look at the rural, uh, they look at rural Ireland from a Euro, with the European glasses on, because we have a slightly different model in Ireland of scattered settlements. Mm. You know, you have your, you have your, your we've only, the, whatever we have, the four cities, you have the the larger what we know as the county market towns and then you're down to um, the, the different villages and so on and so forth. There, there's different models, like that's a different model to what's in the rest of Europe, you know. So if 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 we're going looking for European funding, we have to get derogation on some of those that the funding would actually okay. creep down to well, the smaller towns. I just want to introduce yeah. someone else to the conversation. The independent mm. TD Richard O'Donoghue, who represents County Limerick, is on the line as well. Good morning to Good you, Good morning, Richard. John. Good morning, and thanks for having me on. And, and I suppose one of the big worries now is, let's be hopeful about this just for the moment and say that the vaccine rollout will happen reasonably on schedule and we're now looking at the reopening including of rural Limerick and rural Ireland but I've spoken to a lot of people in the last week or two who've said to me Joe there are businesses that are closed but will not reopen they just haven't announced it yet we've heard there from John Sheehan in Glynn alone where some businesses have had to restructure some may not open again and that is replicated in many parts of rural Limerick, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. Um, you can see across the whole county um, what this pandemic has done. But on a positive side of things, you can actually also see what the communities can do when a challenge is put put to them. Now, an awful lot of, of retail businesses have closed and uh, some of them will not reopen. Um we have seen an awful lot of the public houses that have closed and a lot of them will not reopen either. 
But the problem that we're having going forward, if you look at it, is from a rural point of view, and this is historically going back over the last number of years, what you had in, a, in within a rural village, you would have had a shop, a church, a community hall, a sports field and a pub. And the post office uh, would all have been included. But what they have done at the moment is they've closed down. You've lost nearly everything now and all the, the post offices and the banking systems in the neighbouring towns are closing down. And a lot of the stuff has gone online. But a lot of people from a, from a rural point of view they're saying that they can do things online. A lot of people can't do it online because they do not have the internet service. And there was a meeting yesterday at 3 o'clock there with the council showing them about the rollout of broadband. And the rollout is going to take seven years to cover this country. So what do we do within the seven years? And now they're talking about the 2040 plan, which is reducing the amount of houses that have to be lived in rural areas. They want to put people into towns and villages and into the city. But the problem they're having is for 33 years, they're looking for a sewerage system in Skeeton. For 10 years in Oola, in hospital, 10 years. There has been no money put into the infrastructure in the towns and villages. So people have no other choice but to live in the rural areas. Now, I was born in the rural area. I'm the son of a farmer. Uh, I have sons and I have a grandchild. I would like to see going forward, and this 2040 plan does not allow for this, for the settlements that are people that are in rural areas. It does not allow for people to build in a rural area, unless you're a farmer's son or daughter. And the farmer's son and daughter have to be working the farm or within partnership in the farm. So you can have a farmer's son or daughter that could be an electrician or a teacher or anything. They don't qualify no, uh, under the 2040 plan as it sits at the moment that they will no longer be able to live on the home farm. They have to be farming. This is not. It's our heritage. It is our, our culture that I was born in a rural area and I want to live in a rural area. The problem here is we look at the likes of Dublin and there's $4.5 to be spent and, uh, up by 2025. There's been no money put into the infrastructure in the rural areas, in the towns or in the village, in any services going forward. And with this 2040 plan, Joe, it's going to stop any further building going on there. They don't want people building in the rural areas. But anybody that's building in a rural area at the present is putting in the top of the range sewage systems. They're putting in, uh, they're meeting all the guidelines, which the government have failed to do for, and we're talking, there's raw sewage being pumped into the River Shannon out of Eskeaton for 30 odd years. There's no money, no infrastructure being put in, and no broadband. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we've debated a lot of what you've talked about there consistently on Limerick Today and on Live 95 and on In the County every Saturday um, with Trevor Anderson as well. And um, when you hear that, Shane Cogan, CEO of Rethinking Rural Ireland, I mean, it goes back to John Sheehan's point as well, that the model is different here. And could that affect the opportunities around EU funding? It is different, and, and John made a very good point, but it, I think there's different categories for the towns and villages, and you'll find the the small town in, in Clare or the larger one in Donegal fits into those categories. Happy to share the de- details with, with Joe and uh, uh, the colleague afterwards, but we're also looking at things that uh, put... Things are changing in rural Ireland. Unfortunately, the post office and banks are closing, but we need to find alternatives. This is why the hubs have been rolled out, alternative ideas to get the community kind of um, engaged again. And there are success stories. Skibbereen is a great one. Clonakilty in Cork, they're two towns that kind of 
redefined what it is to be rural Ireland, came up with all new ideas around innovation, and they're doing really, really well, and they're winning grant after grant after grant. And I think those two towns could be the ones that we could kind of parallel in Clare or Donegal or other counties. Okay. So there are success stories in the country, and let's, let's engage with them, right. find out how they've done it, and replicate it. Right, very good. Well, look, it's important to end, I think, this on a positive note, and one we'll definitely come back to. That's the CEO of Rethinking Rural Ireland, uh, Shane Cogan there, and also Independent TD for County Limerick, Richard O'Donoghue, and Lynn-based councillor John Sheehan. Thank you all very much. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.